We have some good news and bad news. We'll start with the good news. LaMelo Ball makes his first All-Star game after being named an alternate for Kevin Durant. We talk about that and plenty more today on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So go check us out. Watch us. Subscribe to us. We really appreciate all of the views that you're giving us and all of the subscribers Com- you're giving us as well. You know, we, love the, we love the comments. Love <laughs> the comments. Them. They do not love us. The comments don't. <laughs> but we That's love okay. the comments. That's okay. <laughs> That's how it goes. Um, man, and they're not going to be happy with James Borrego. Those comments aren't. They're not going to be happy maybe with us. I don't know. Probably not. But it's another loss for the Hornets against the Toronto Raptors. We're going to get to that game in just a moment. But we're going to start off with some good news, Doug, okay. because I feel like we need a cleanse. Yep. We're going to start off with good news, and the fact is LaMelo Ball is indeed an all-star. He was named as an alternate reserve when Kevin Durant obviously wasn't going to go then jason tatum gets moved up from a reserve to a starter and let's go takes that reserve spot thank goodness because i i kind of had a feeling that might happen that way we talked about it with david this past friday when the results were in and lamella was on the outside looking in i thought it might be that route how he gets there right it's the fact that he is pretty popular (laughs) he is a really good basketball player, and I just thought the way that he plays the game, his popularity probably had him as the first four out, right? Joe Lenardi, yep. probably the first out, and that played out to be true. DeJounte Murray right. gets in on the other side. Um, it's LaMelo Ball being named an all-star. I think well-deserved. I think the guy had been playing well despite his shooting woes here recently. Not a good one tonight against Toronto. We'll get to that in just a moment, but has a huge impact on the game, and he'll be recognized. This, is why, this is why the comments hate us, because you always have to throw in that little barb. You have to throw in the barb when we get the good news. It's oh, just... it's me that throws in the barb. It's me that throws that in there. Is that right? No. I just want to say. say. Like, nobody should defend 5 of 19. Like, it's, a, it's not a good shooting night. I'm saying that LaMelo well, should be I'll an all-star. This. Just I'll say me. this: if if twenty seven and seven can't get you to the All Star game, right? And I just simply don't don't know what the qualifier should be. So thank you, Lamelo Ball, for having an amazing follow up. No no sophomore slump for Lamelo Ball. He's been on top of it. He he's been helping to lead this team to, uh, you know, the victories that they've gotten this season. And thank you to Adam Silver for recognizing not only LaMelo's talent, but also like what LaMelo brings or what he will bring to this all-star game, which is fun, which is alley-oops, which is incredible passes. Players that do incredible things should be in the all-star game. And so I'm glad we're not sitting here talking about how he got double snubbed for Jarrett Allen. I mean, you know, respect to Jarrett Allen. He dominated the Hornets in that game against Cleveland. But LaMelo Ball deserves to be in this all-star game, and I'm glad Adam Silver made that decision. Yeah, I mean – If you look at some of just the basketball things that he's been able to do for the Charlotte Hornets team, this was a team that when they were thriving, they had the best offense in the entire association. And the engine that drives that offense is no doubt LaMelo, a guy that everybody looks for when they grab a rebound if he doesn't grab one of the seven that he does per game. And they look for him because they know they're going to get the ball in transition. They know they're going to be rewarded. You might just get a behind-back pass while you're at it. 
the guy shooting very well from the free throw line. We've seen aggressive LaMelo affect the game a lot. But for a large part of the season, this was a fantastic offense, and LaMelo was acting as the best player, do-it-all type of player that, did, it, that, that got everybody involved. And I think that is just an overarching theme of why LaMelo deserved to be there. And it took Kevin Durant being hurt. But we've seen Kemba Walker get in the All-Star game this way. And nobody in the end remembers how you truly get in there. They're going to see the star. It's going to go towards your legacy. When you go to the basketball reference page, you're going to see the star right there next to that specific season's worth of stats. And it's going to it's, it's going to be something that we remember. Like, I, I, I'm glad. You know, I, I thought maybe this would happen. I'm glad it did because he's been a, a joy. He's been such a joy to watch for us this year. Yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a legacy type of thing, and, and LaMelo Ball has made the Charlotte Hornets relevant in the NBA conversation. Now they have a few steps to go to remain relevant, um, and I think LaMelo is, has to be a big piece of that. Uh, but, but he has made this team relevant, and, and you're right. Kimball Walker, 2018, he had been snubbed two or three times to that point, and he finally gets the, the injury replacement in, in that All-Star game. And uh, that's that's what we'll ultimately remember that he won rookie that Lamelo Ball won Rookie of the Year and then followed that up in his sophomore season with an All Star appearance. I'm excited. I'm excited to see him in the Rising Stars game. Uh, I want him to face off one on one with Anthony Edwards. Let's settle this thing once and for all, and then let's get to the All Star game. Yeah, if you want to take a look at his stats, this is before Toronto. The stats come in at he's shooting 43% from the field, rounded up, 36 from three, which is actually a little bit of a tick up from what he did on higher volume, by the way, in his rookie season. He's shooting 87.5% from the free throw line, which is phenomenal. Seven rebounds, you mentioned, seven and a half assists, um, three turnovers on higher usage and more minutes, and it's kind of the same amount of turnovers he was averaging last year, too. So he's taking care of the basketball a lot better while also just being the driving force of this basketball team, averaging 20 points the last category there. Really impressive stat line. You know, I mean, whether you want to go to the counting stats, if you want to go to the efficiency stuff, too, like he was a big, again, driving force of what the Charlotte Hornets team was able to do offensively through the first 50 games of the year. So really happy for LaMelo. And, uh, yeah, he's going to be an all-star. And now this is the portion of the bad part of the podcast where we have to go to the Toronto Raptors game. I, we could dodge it if you want. You know, what you're doing is pretty cool. It looks like you are in a – are you on Radio Row right now? Are you reporting live is, from Radio yeah, Row? So I'm, yeah, I'm in Radio Row at one of our – we have uh, two uh, setups here for Locked On, a main one, and then and sort of a secondary one. So I'm on the secondary set right now. Doing a lot of great things. We uh, interviewed Ryan Leaf today. Uh, so you might see that around the uh, Locked On socials. And we're just getting started. I mean, it's obviously – kind of quiet here right now but uh, Wednesday Thursday Friday things are going to heat up and uh, Locked On is doing some really cool things uh, and I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it happy to help set it up I, out of all of the weird names you could have thrown out there believe it or not I've actually met around? Ryan Leaf I've met Ryan Leaf before he's, so hey, he's a great interview and he does um he has a podcast called The Bust and he's very yeah. sort of in a, in a refreshing way, kind of self-aware of, of his whole situation, and he's taking advantage of it. And he's like a super smart football guy. Like that's in the interview that he did today uh, with, um, I believe it was, yeah, Bo Brock from Locked On Cardinals. I mean, he was just, he, he understood uh, the game on, a, on a, a level of depth that you just don't see a lot of these guys understand it. And um, yeah, good stuff. 
Yeah, Ryan Leaf. All right, check it out. Locked on Podcast Network. Thanks to Doug for being out there. Appreciate you guys for listening. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting. We have unique lives, all of us do, whether you invested in crypto for the first time this year, own an up-and-coming small business, or are raising rambunctious twins. Luckily, TurboTax Live has experts who can answer your tax questions, walk you through the whole process, or do your taxes for you from start to finish. They help you get every deduction you deserve, no matter your unique situation. And you can talk to a TurboTax Live expert through your phone or computer without leaving your house. TurboTax Live experts are here to help you however you need. And if you need an extra hand, hand your taxes off to them, and they'll do it all for you. To TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes into a TurboTax Live. We'll talk about the Raptors game. Hornets suffered another loss. What's the panic meter look like? We discuss it next. Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. So if you don't believe in the moon landing, Mm -hmm. then what would you say is the greatest human achievement? I think the greatest achievement of all time. And I think it's Vince Carter doing 360s clockwise rather than counterclockwise. It's really tough. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. LaMelo Ball, Doug, you want to start there? Like, you want to start with the All-Star? Because he was somebody I actually thought, if you look at the stat line, it's not very good. 5 of 19 from the field. Played 44 minutes, so played more than anybody here. 1 of 6 from deep. Got to the foul line a, a five times. Had nine assists. I thought, thought that was good. Four steals. Uh, four rebounds and 15 points. That's what his stat line looks like. You know, I actually thought he was making pretty good decisions with the basketball at least at first and I know you tweeted out about the bad pass from the inbounds and that certainly wasn't a great one not every single pass was a good one but I I did think that LaMelo one was playing hard two I do Uh think that he was making smart decisions here here's the thing with LaMelo for me Doug like you know not shooting the ball well right now from deep it's just not not consistently. He kind of had some games where it sure. was getting a little better. Um, one of six for, uh, from the from the three point line tonight. It, yep. It's just all about finishing at the rim because he can get there a lot. Okay, like uh-huh. he gets there consistently. He gets there really frequently, and it helps this basketball team out. It's just all about finishing those shots at a higher level that is going to make him absolutely unstoppable. You know, that, that's the thing on offense that we look at. I thought he did a good job of running things, had some nice one-handed fireball passes, thought he allowed Mason Plumley his buckets, the one pick and roll where, you know, Mason, I, you know, come kind of lollygags over on a, on a screen attempt and LaMelo forces him to get a made bucket. Like, those are the types of things that make LaMelo an all-star. What makes him a superstar if he finishes consistently at a high level in two-point range and at the rim and it just wasn't there tonight five of 19 from the field overall yeah i mean i think a lot of what's going to make him ultimately a superstar is uh getting a little bit better at determining when he needs to take those chances on defense and when he just needs to keep a guy in front of him and game you know just game management type of decisions um but i I thought i didn't think that Lamelo ball was the reason that the hornets uh lost Uh, this was a this is a team defense issue 35 points allowed in the first quarter. They just weren't ready to defend the Toronto Raptors. Pascal Siakam, 
is a problem for most teams, but he was especially a problem for the Charlotte Hornets, who just I don't I don't know whether it was scheme, game plan, whatever you want to call it, they just weren't ready to defend Siakam in that first quarter. Uh, pretty pretty big disaster. And, and then what frustrates you, I think, as a fan, is to see them be so deficient defensively in that first quarter, 35 points allowed, and then follow it up in the second quarter with markedly better defense. Like they held Toronto to 21 points in that second quarter, and it was just man-to-man defense. Like, hey, I'm going to keep you in front of me. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to be physical. I thought Miles Bridges, I got to give him props. He was like the only person that defended from quarter one to quarter four. He was giving it all he had out there, but when you got other guys, uh, you know, I, I just saw it across the board. Terry Rozier, P.J. Washington, let Pascal Siakam. There was a transition play that I believe uh, – Van Vliet got it to uh, Siakam in transition and just barely touched him. I, I, I thought at one point, I'm like, is there some kind of mass hysteria going on where the Hornets think that Pascal Siakam actually plays for the Charlotte Hornets because they aren't even paying <laughs> any attention to him? And he's a huge problem. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that that just crippled them. And and I'll tell you, Walker, I am, I'm done at this point with five, five straight losses. I'm done giving them any kind of valiant effort points, any kind of oh, resilience. Oh, yeah, that needs to be gone. I'm done, man. First quarter, you got to come out with better effort defensively than they did. Uh, just a just a really disappointing game overall. Yeah, yeah, and it was disappointing as soon as you hit the first quarter. But then the Hornets draw you back in with another good third quarter. They were plus Classic. ten, yeah, right? I mean, thirty, yeah, thirty-four to twenty-four. They win that, and then. In the fourth quarter, that that's not so classic, right? Once you get to the final period, usually the last couple of years, the Hornets had been playing a lot better, and it's not so much this season. You know, it's not like they're the worst. It's not like they're bottom five. But when you saw them winning some games, they were really performing in clutch time. And now that's kind of averaged out this year. You know, maybe that's the law of averages. Maybe just a different team build. But it just hasn't been the same thing once you get to the final period of action and they lose this one by 10 and and you lose by 15 overall after climbing your way back in it in the third well and people you know people were tweeting uh during this one at me like what you know what is what what's gotten into the hornets lately um and and these losses i mean you could track it really since that 158 point explosion in indiana they've been last in field goal percentage last in three-point percentage um, and it's just been across the board. I mean, the three-point percentage, or the three-point shooting has just completely gone away. Miles was two of seven in this game. Rozier, normally good from three, four of 11. You mentioned LaMelo Ball's been struggling lately. Kelly Oubre's been struggling pretty mightily as well, yeah. 0 of eight. P.J. Washington was one of six. So nine of 40 overall when you take 40 of them. Walker. I'm not. Listen, I didn't have to take a math class in college because uh, I was a communications major. So I'm not like a crazy math genius. But when you take 43 pointers and you only make nine of them, it's going to be a tough time offensively. Uh, 22% from there. So, um, you know that that's been part of shot making. There was a Kelly Oubre missed three at the end of the third quarter, and then a Bridges wide open corner three in the fourth that I thought were just huge buckets. And, or could have been huge buckets, and they missed them. So, you know, just moments like that where resiliency is fine, um, but ultimately you got to make the plays that matter to win these games. Well, I mean, Kelly, let's talk about Kelly for a second because you mentioned him <laughs> going wanna. 0 for 8. <laughs> um, you look at this Indiana game that he played, 158 points, the whole team scored. He goes 10 of 15 from the line, right? He's been chucking threes a lot this year and making a high volume of them. Uh, he went. So what, you're saying, what you're saying is he went from stanging to chucking. 
he's he's chucking now. If you even look a little bit before that Indiana game, he actually wasn't shooting the ball very well. Had a 2 of 11 against Milwaukee. His best one was 3 of 7 against Boston. 0 of 6, 1 of 9, 2 of 8. Indiana happens. Great. He's out of it. Not so fast, Lee Corso would say. 1 of 7, 4 of 13, 1 of 9, 0 of 8. This is all from deep for Kelly. And you look at Terry like Terry you know more consistent a, a bona fide shooter i think has shown us that the last couple of years had the really good third quarter to bring his total up to 17 had four at the end of the first half but when you have guys that are kind of known for being microwaves and and none of them are cooking like that's mm-hmm. what's going to be really tough for you to overcome and you mentioned only hitting nine three-pointers the raptors took five less three-pointers yet they hit six more yeah, that's that's yeah. it. And the, the, the shooting was terrible. Lack of a presence inside, rebounding heavily favored the Raptors. There were so many times where you just felt the lack of presence of a big guy. You know, Mason Plumley out of position, you know, not necessarily getting as many rebounds as you want him to. I don't think he was challenging at the rim. You know, I mean, it, it's the same old stuff. It, it, not not shooting well is hurting them now. It, that that's kind of a new that's development. The, that, that's that's the huge difference. I mean, that's that, why that's they are the, continuing to lose games. Yeah. Uh, this is this defense that we're seeing is unfortunately not new. Um, some of, some of it is systemic, and some of it is, uh, you know, just not trying hard enough. Um, but yeah, they've they've got some serious issues offensively that they have to get figured out. And and it doesn't seem like I was. Like the the halftime interview with Chad Iskey, the the assistant coach, who came <laughs> yeah. out and said, you know, he just he just kind of came out and gave a bunch of sort of answers that didn't mean anything. And I'm just wondering, like, if at this point they're just running out of answers. You know, they're just running out of things to try and things to shake this team out of of whatever slumber that they've put themselves in. And then you had you know Gordon Hayward's injury uh, that we can talk about. I'd love to talk about in the next segment. And and James Book Knight, um, he, he's injured, right. I guess. Yeah, uh, let, we, that's we what I want to talk about in the next. All right, let's yeah, do it. I, I want to talk I'm about ready. book night. I want to Our talk body about is Gordon ready. Hayward. <laughs> well, let's talk about that in the next segment. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues the march to the big game right here in just a little bit, less than a week now. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, news this season. And it's not just football, by the way. BetOnline has up-to-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. So you don't have to wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. James Booknight, a no-go. Gordon Hayward gets injured. Those are the two topics at hand we'll be discussing next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. You are listening to the Lockdown Hornets podcast. And Doug, don't you have an Eldon Campbell like stuffed animal type thing? Yes, I do. I got it at the last regular season home game that they had before they left for New Orleans. I, look, I love me some Eldon Campbell, but they, they, they were just they were clearing everything out of the house because it was whatever they gave to the fans that night they didn't have to take with them to New Orleans. Get more Hornets analysis on LockedOnHornets.com. It's Lockdown Hornets giving you the episode right after the game against Toronto where, yes, I am wearing the same exact shirt I was wearing in the last episode that we released. Doug, do you got the same kind of clothes going on? Did you change into a different Lockdown shirt because that's how much of a company man you are? 
Uh, yeah, I've got well, I've got several of them, all for free. Um, I'm I'm happy to wear free clothes. Uh, yeah, so I'm repping uh, repping the squad here here in Los Angeles at Radio Row. I'm uh, trying to uh, spot celebrities. I put my lo- I got my Lamellos on. I don't know if I can put them put them on camera here. Lift them high, buddy. There you go. So you did it. Yes. This is this is the thing we should have let off with. You got your Lamellos and you're rolling around Radio Row. Have you gotten any compliments on those yet? There's not a lot of people here, so that's the thing. I'm, I got to wear them again when when uh, there are more people here. Things are heating up as we go through the week, so stay tuned. But I got them. Okay, on. like not yet. There's not a lot of people there, or and they're going to be there as the week goes on. Okay. Right. Uh, last thing before we move on, best celebrity you've seen so far? Ryan Leaf. Okay, there you go. And we interviewed him. Great. I saw, well, I did see I did see Chris Whittingham. So if any Dan Levitard okay. fans out there, I did I did uh, catch a glimpse of him, but I was too scared to say hi. I'll try again. <laughs> just just lace those mellows up and walk right up to him, buddy, and you Hang should on. have all the confidence in the world. Uh, let's go Gordon Hayward first. Goes down with a sprained ankle. Just six minutes of game time for him. Hits the three early on, but really not a whole lot of time for him at all. Would eventually be listed out, so we have no clue what his availability is going forward. You know, We've already done the how big of a presence is Gordon Hayward with this team. Still, when you're down – all the bodies they were. No Jalen McDaniels, no Cody Martin, no James Booknight, Gordon Hayward after that, too. Like, it seemed like James Borrego was trying to find his guys some rest as much as he could. Even LaMelo, yeah. who a lot of people want to play more, and understandably so, he plays, what was it, 44 minutes, over 40 in this one, and he was trying to find some rest for him at the end of the third quarter, sat like a minute and 20, tried to find some time for Terry and Miles, but then had to bring those guys right back in. And I think Borrego was trying to project, don't have a whole lot of depth, going to need some freshness down the line, and the Raptors eventually won the fourth quarter anyway. Yeah, kind of a freak fall for Gordon Hayward. I believe he was falling over Gary Trent, which, by the way, if it was Gary Trent, like, come on, man, can you ease up? I mean, you already torched the Hornets with three-pointer after three-pointer. Nothing good comes from playing hard. Don't do that. I mean, come on. Uh, But it kind of fell over him, and and it looks like a sprained ankle. And it looks like Gordon Hayward has an injury history, and he's got a history uh, below the waist with these injuries, and so this isn't anything new. It was a weird thing, though, like the Hornets – so he gets injured. He's writhing around on the floor, and they don't call a timeout. It looked like LaMelo might have tried to get a foul but missed to stop play, and they go they go in transition. They miss the transition opportunity. Toronto takes it back down the floor, and then Gary Trent falls on Gordon Hayward again. Yeah. And, like, I was just like, hey, can we – team, can we get a foul? Can we get a timeout? Something. I mean, your player is writhing on the floor. What the heck? Yeah, when, when that was taking place, and I, I think Eric Collins said, yeah, Gordon Hayward's going to be right in the line of fire here. And eventually they had to, eventually there was a stop in the action, and, and Gordon would not come back in this game. Um, and the fouling at the end, too, by the way, that was a, a big theme. You know, right, like they're just Miles Bridges getting so frustrated throwing the basketball well, against the well, backpack okay. twice. That's great. You know what? I, lo- I love to see that. I love to see guys, you know, get, <laughs> get emotional. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. I love to see that in the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. Get emotional, get chippy, and say, hey, we're not going to take this anymore. How about doing it in the first quarter? Well, I, I was laughing because I thought you were going to get mad at Miles for doing that throwing the basketball against the back pad time and situation they're already getting blown out didn't matter time and situation for sure fair enough and it didn't happen for him um james book knight didn't play doug hornets pr listed him out with a sprained right wrist he was doubtful entering uh you know the the hours before the game and then and then eventually his wrist in that last game (laughs) yeah 
I don't either, Doug. But that's what that's what it was mentioned to us. It was it was reported that he had a sprained right wrist, and then that he would be doubtful, and then eventually did not play. You know, okay. look. Okay. Do we do we want to do the speculation thing or not? Well, like, no, 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 no. Listen, this is we're right, a respons- we're a responsible show. We don't we don't you know we don't speculate. But I'll, so I'll just say this: if I sometimes when I get a, a little too upset, I don't like to take it out on other people. Sometimes I like to take out my anger on inanimate objects. Um, it's okay. you know it's, it's, you're right. And so sometimes I mean I not a lot. I mean, but I, there have been moments in my life where I've gotten so frustrated, so upset that I might punch an inanimate object like a wall, for example. I don't know. So I don't know if that's what happened. I'm not speculating. All I'm saying is that that's happened to me before, and it does hurt. Uh, it can hurt your hand, could hurt your wrist. So, you know, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, nice sell to us. Those guys were – it was Cody Martin, too, by the way, who was listed out. He had left ankle Achilles soreness, and he would not go in this one either. And so maybe a player that Book Knight would have eventually gotten time for um, was also out. Yeah, I, you know, Book Knight not playing in this one. He was on the bench. You know, he's fully clothed on the bench. Um, you know, street clothes, right. I should say. Of course, he was all the way clothes. at the end, as far away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was. Not a whole lot of conversation between Borrego and Book Knight in this one that, that I could see. But, anyway. but Miles Bridges did say that uh, he, he, spoke to, he spoke to Book Knight and said he was good. Uh, said Coach was good. Mm-hmm. Everybody's good. I guess we're all good. Everybody's good. Or his defense? Or his defense? Not very good. Yeah. Well, and the offense. The offense isn't very offense? good. Three-point uh, shooting? <laughs> not very good. But everybody else? Shoot. The three-point shooting is not good. Um, we've got the trade deadline coming up in just a few days. Uh, did you want to mention anything else, Doug? Talking just final notes on this one. Anything you noticed that you wanted to touch uh, on I don't, we didn't you get know, to? Miles Turner would be cool. Do something, Mitch Kupchak. You know, I've said right. that before. Just – you know, let's just cycle through all of the things that we've talked about. I mean, I it's obvious. You. It's obvious the Hornets uh, are are challenged when it comes to protecting the rim, and there's not anything on this roster that's going to suddenly change and allow them to do things. You know, they've they've run uh, junk defenses and done all kinds of different things to hide the fact that this yeah. roster is deficient. Okay, and so my the only thing I would say is I'm just hoping that. Cupcheck does something. It, it, what what makes this tough, though, is that they've now lost five games in a row. And so, if you are the front office, this would be the evidence that may push you in the direction of like this isn't the year. Well, and, uh, and I also wonder if yeah, and I also wonder if Gordon Hayward. I wonder if we suffered our own Miles Turner type thing with Gordon Hayward. You know, you don't. I, who knows how serious this injury is going to be? It's a sprained right ankle right now. And he's not in. I don't know how long that's going to be. I don't know if they ever envisioned trading Gordon Hayward anyway. I know a lot of fans would want to. I wonder if this puts that to an end because no other team wants to take an injured Gordon. I don't even know how serious this is, right? I'm just throwing that out there. If this is something that does become serious, that's certainly going to hurt his trade value, just like it did for Miles Turner and the Indiana Pacers. And so something to keep an eye on if he was a part of any kind of talks. Last thing I'll mention, uh, mention Ish Smith. I thought he was really bad in this one, too, Doug. Like, it's just some finishing touches. Played eight minutes. I Just saying lack of depth. No Cody. No Book Knight. No McDaniels. All those guys. You have to go to Ish Smith. And I thought he was poor. I thought he was really bad, in fact. It really hurt them. And so there, there's my, my, my finishing tie bow on this podcast. And <laughs> just, call it a night. <laughs> just, throw <laughs> just, it, just throw Ish under the bus right that's at the very it. end. That's right. it. And I like Ish. I, I, you know, I've, 
I've had my uh, I've had my takes about Ish Smith being a good basketball player, and they've been thrown in my face a couple times, and tonight was one of those. That's how I'll end it. All right, Doug, go find some cool celebrities. Go find some other first-round quarterbacks that were drafted. You know, bust, not bust. It doesn't matter, man. Just find the cool dudes, and then go show off the mellows. Try to see what those people are talking about with the mellows, man. That's what I want to hear. So we'll see. Thanks for making Lockdown Hornets your first listen every day. Make sure your second listen is Locked On Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Thanks again for joining us. We'll be back with you on Wednesday.